Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about building sexual and emotional intimacy through sexy games. And our quote to start today's episode comes from Roald Dahl, who was the man behind Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and he simply had this to say about games. He said, life is more fun if you play games. (laughs) And I would actually take it a step further and say that marriage can be a lot more fun if you play sexy games. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug is really a way for Tony and I to acknowledge what you all are doing in your marriage, how you're impacting your one another, how you're impacting your communities. And this email comes from, an, uh, this hug comes from an email that we received that started to say, we wanted to share some feedback from The Knot, a marriage event held earlier this year at our church, New Life Church. We did two breakout groups on the six pillars of intimacy, and it turned out great. So many marriages were touched. We had lots of great feedback from couples Mm. about how our story impacted them, especially the vulnerability we showed and how the six pillars of intimacy have impacted our marriage. Our marriage was touched in many ways from speaking that day. We experienced so many emotions that we've never experienced before. Mm. The only word to describe it is wow. And we're starting our second six pillar small group with five couples, four of which attended this event. Thank you both for all your guidance and advice. We love you both and are forever grateful. Oh, I love it. I love it when the one family goes out there and does what the mission is here. Impact one marriage. Mm -hmm. This couple went out there obviously through their church. Uh, The church held the event. They got to speak. They understand the six pillars, holding a small group, impacting more marriages. That's how we change marriage. That's how we change families. That's how we change communities. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. It's just, it, it's that ripple effect, mm-hmm. that ripple effect. And, you know, as we jump into today's episode, you've heard likely, if you've been listening since the beginning of the year, you've heard a number of hugs over the last few months where people have been talking about, you know, just their marriage being impacted by playing games, by playing, you know, tic-tac to the bedroom and, and just the impact that those games are having on their sexual and emotional intimacy. And, you know, as Tony and I were prepping for this particular episode, we're like, hey, what if we what if we just did a whole episode wrapped around, you know, sexy games that you can play in the bedroom, why you'd play sexy games and how it really starts to impact how games can actually impact both your sexual and your emotional intimacy. And I want to just share one thing here real quick. Elisa mentioned Tic Tac to the bedroom. There are going to be others we're going to mention here. And I just want to share from the get go. We're going to have links in the episode notes. So you can click on those. We also will have a link to our Amazon page for our like our sexy games. You can click there for other games that we probably won't even mention here. And yet there are many games that those in the one family have played, liked, shared with us. So you can check out all those in the episode notes. 
Perfect. I'm glad you mentioned that at the top of the episode because I know sometimes people are like, wait, where is that? Yep. Where is it? And and an episode like this, you know, when we're talking about, you know, sexy games that you can play in the bedroom, it's because when you start to look at this, you know, you it might actually sound like this conversation I had with a coaching couple the other day. Okay. Hopping on and I'm like, hey, you know, share with me some wins, which is often a way that I start. And the husband's like, well, we've made some strides in our sexual intimacy. And I look at him and I say, great, you know, tell me about it. And, you know, I, it, everything's done on Zoom. So I'm looking at him and I'm looking at her and he's having the conversation with me. But I can see her getting a little squirmy, like uncomfortable mm-hmm. out of the corner of my eye. And the truth of the matter is, is that when when you work with me, we're not just focused on one pillar. We look at all six pillars mm-hmm. in your marriage. And so the husband goes on to say, yeah, you know, we're, we're actually talking about our sexual intimacy more. And, and the wife pauses. She's maybe a little bit red because she's uncomfortable. And she says, here's the thing. I've never been comfortable talking about sex. Okay. And in that moment, I realized that whether we're talking about sexy games to play in the bedroom or, or even just sexual intimacy, just kind of the umbrella topic, there are a lot of people that aren't comfortable talking about it. And that's the catalyst for Tony and I to do episodes like this, to, to break the ice, to have the conversations, to talk about the different aspects of playing games and what does that look like and what happens when it doesn't work so that you two know what it sounds like to have a conversation like this. It's kind of like that Cliff Notes version or that guide that says, okay, you know what, if Tony and Elisa can talk about it, let's maybe just play the episode first and then we'll just like piggyback off of what they said. Yeah, and when I think about games, these sexy games, there, there can be a resistance to doing something like this. And here's why. Because we are very comfortable with the routine of how we are having sex. Mm -hmm. And that routine of whatever it is for the two of you, breaking that, introducing a sexy game can feel uncomfortable. Sure. It it can feel exposing even with some of the games we're we're gonna share. And yet I have found, and I think Elisa would agree, is when we have done and we've played these games, we have found that our sexual experience has been heightened. And it just changes up the dynamic. You learn things from one another. We, we did an episode a while back called Erogenous Zones. Mm-hmm. And that, that came up because we were playing a game together. And I will even say for myself, I do feel uncomfortable at times because it is a break to the typical routine of what our sexual intimacy looks like. And yet every single time we do it, I find something to go like, wow, we learned something new. Is it something we do every single time? No. Are some of the games we're going to share, are they games that we we play to this day? No. And yet each one of them has allowed us to step into our sexual intimacy and learn from one another to go, okay, that was cool. That was fun. That was that was that allowed us to open up in a way not just sexually, but emotionally as well to go, oh, wow. I didn't realize that about you, or I didn't understand that about, Mm -hmm. you know, or you get to learn something new about me. And so I do want you guys to know that when we are talking about sexy games, I would say the majority of us have some sort of resistance because of the routine that we have around and what we perceive our sexual intimacy is. Well, and if we can just go back, I mean, it's not like a lot of people are sitting around going, hey, here are the sexy board games or the sexy games that you guys can play. Most people talk about the act and and even the mindset around the act of sex can be very routine or very vanilla, like, you know, missionary position. Here's how it's done. And even breaking out of that 
brings a level of resistance, uncomfortability, awkwardness. And so then you take it one step further and you're like, hey, we're going to we're gonna play a game as foreplay or as initiating. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what is this game that looks like Jenga, which could be a lot of fun. But now there's like, there's things written on the the blocks that, that we're going to do, I'm going to do to you, or you're going to do to me, or we're going to do, what is that about? Or, or what are these dice that have positions on them and have, you know, actions? And, and these are things that we've done. And I will tell you, there are times when I'm just like, wait, what is that asking me to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it can be this interruption to your thought process. But sometimes we need to get out of what we do all the time to actually create a deeper connection with our spouses. Yeah. And a couple of the games, Alisa mentioned, there's one game called Sex Stack. Now I, I looked this one up and it has, as of this recording, been discontinued. It's currently not available. We did find another one. We have not played it. I read over it. It looks very similar. Um, I included it in the link for the, the Amazon and it's called Owing Tower. So that's something that we have found to be fun because you pull out the block. They're typically with sex stack. Anyways, you'd pull out a block. There's a number on it. You had different cards Mm -hmm. and it, it was like almost like different levels. Like, Hey, we're doing more like the initiating foreplay to like, we're going to all sex type stuff. And you would read off the card and then you would perform what it was on that card to your spouse. Here's the thing I have found though. And this is me. A lot of these games, especially when you're pulling cards, it's you doing something to your spouse or they're pulling a card and they're doing it on you. Mm -hmm. And I can find that personally a little uncomfortable because you're not in this like, for me anyways, like I'm not in this headspace of like, oh, okay, we're in bed, we're, we're touching one another and my eyes are closed, Elisa's eyes are closed and we move into that act mm-hmm. where this is sort of like abrupt, I find. And yet it's interesting because it's like, okay, well, kiss your spouse's penis or, you know, do this to your wife or in, in that moment, you can feel a little squirrely and, and, and it's okay. That's, I've been there myself, but it's, it's sort of like, okay, let's continue to play the game. Like what, what, where are you at? Like, wh- what does this feel like to you? And that's where the connection happens in the learning, the emotional intimacy of like, oh, I didn't realize what I just did to you created this reaction, this mm-hmm. in, in a good, positive way. And to learn that and to understand that after 26 years of marriage is really interesting because you're like, oh, I didn't know you enjoyed that touch there. Mm-hmm. And allows you to continue to move forward. Well, I think, and this was something that a lot of the, when we asked the question, you know, what, what do you, why are the reasons you play games? And one of the big responses talked about being present. And I think that's really, you know, what you're getting to there. Like when you're, when you're having to read a card and you're having to process what it says, and then you're having to, you know, perform whatever the action is, your brain is fully engaged. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, wait, what am I doing? And, and where, and what am I supposed to touch? And which body part and all this kind of stuff, as opposed to, and I've heard this from a lot of my coaching clients where, where sex can become a place where the two of you are kind of, ch- I hate to say checked out, but kind of checked out mm-hmm. where you're just going through the motions. You know, okay, he does this, she does this, this is where we get to, and this is how we wrap up, and then da 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 da, and yay, we did it. Whereas this is like, oh, wait a minute. We have to both fully like engage. engage. We're not doing the to do list. We're not doing this kind of stuff. And it was interesting because we, 
I put an Instagram poll up last week and said, well, you know, how many of you, you know, do you have sexy games as a part of your foreplay or do you use them to enhance your sexual intimacy? Uh-huh. 15% of the one family said yes. Wow. Which if you do I the math. Thought, I would have thought that would have been higher. If you do the math, that means that 85% of you are saying no. Hmm. That's how we get to 100% there. And then the next question was, well, for those of you that do play games, why? Because what, what's in it? You know, because if you are, if you're part of that 85% that's like, yeah, we never really explored this. You might want to know why the 15% are doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we had great responses like it brings fun into our bedroom. There's a level of excitement. For some couples, it increases the frequency. Mm. Maybe because they're being intentional about saying, hey, are we going to play this game tonight? And then it you know, can lead that. Builds connection. Yeah. There's anticipation. Laughter competition i'm like i want to know what game the comp the, when it, the response was competition i'm like what game are you playing because for some couples that might actually just be like that adrenaline rush of like hey who's gonna win what's right. that gonna look like it's almost like the recreational intimacy side of of playing games together having fun together 100 percent. somebody mentioned that mm-hmm. right it brings variety it relaxes us beforehand brings a sense of adventure Gives us ways to open up and perform that we otherwise wouldn't have thought of. Exactly. Yep. And that's so true. That's that being present. And then one of my favorites said, mixes things up and gets the ball rolling when you might not start in the mood. Mm. And I thought, what an incredible way to initiate. Hey, let's play one of these sexy games because I know that I'll get there. Mm-hmm. I just need a little extra. Like I don't want to just jump into, oh, we're laying in bed because maybe then I won't be fully present. But if we're playing a sexy game, like I know where the game's going to go. It's a sexy game. Like it's going to go to some form of sexual intimacy, but this will help because we'll be having that laughter. It'll be fun. We've got variety. We're doing different things. It's breaking us out of this routine. And so it starts to become like, how, how does this look? Because we also have to address the fact, why haven't some of you tried games? And, and here's one thing I do want to want to share. These games can be short or long. If you pick up the, the sexy dice, Literally, you could roll it twice. You know, mm-hmm. husband roll it, perform, wife roll it, perform, and there you go. You're off to the races. You're, you're off to the races and you're done. Mm-hmm. Other games, such as like Tic Tac to the Bedroom, is a little bit longer. It's a, a bit more of a board game. There's a little competition who's winning, what happens there. There are other games like that. There's other games like Love Battleship where you're, you're stripping things off, like, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. So, don't don't get into this mindset of like, oh my gosh, if I play this game, we're not going to have enough time. To, no, literally get the sexy dice, roll it twice, and then move on. It, it's a start of something. It gives you a new way to begin instead of just take off your clothes, jump in bed, touch her here, she touches you there, and you perform sex. Like, that's it. So again, trying to think outside of, okay, what can we do together Mm -hmm. to enhance, to strengthen our sexual intimacy? Now, for the 85% of you that maybe haven't done this before, some of the reasons why, and and Tony even referenced some of these at the beginning of this episode, is that it feels uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to introduce this even into the conversation with my spouse. Yeah, We don't know where to start. Like wait, and and to this one we get right. It can be a little uncertain. Googling sexy games, which is why we've got the Amazon list, so that you all don't have to like go down what could potentially be a really scary rabbit hole on Google. We, we curate those lists for you, so mm-hmm. that you don't have to. Um, some people even said, "I'm not sure if I'd like it." 
and that's okay. And and I I totally agree and had shared some of the games that we've picked up were like, eh, that wasn't great. You know what I mean? We we play it once, twice, we're like, eh, not so great. It's okay. Find a game that you do enjoy. Find one that does bring that excitement. You, you don't have to have like 20 games. You could have maybe one or two that you bring out once a month, mm-hmm. once every couple of months. But it, it allows you to go, oh, wow, here's something fun we can do. Again, the 15%, why they said they played the games. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll tell you guys what I tell all my coaching clients, typically at some point in time in our coaching relationship. The only thing you're married to, the only person you're married to is your spouse. Mm-hmm. You're not married to any one of these games. Like You don't have to play them forever and ever and ever, every single time. You can try a game a couple of times and decide it's not a good fit for the two of you. But but I want to challenge your thinking for a second. Like what if, what if trying a game, what if having the conversation, which is emotional intimacy, in case mm-hmm. you've all forgotten, about playing a game and stepping outside of, of the routine and the comfort zone, what if trying something new could unlock a deeper connection, a deeper level of connection in your sexual intimacy? Would it be worth it? Hmm. Would it be worth it to even have that initial conversation? And we want to talk about what that conversation could look like and even some of the games that you might consider after this break. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We're back and we're talking about sexy games as, as a tool to build your sexual intimacy. And it's true. I mean, you've heard Tony and I talk about, you know, just awkward moments and things like that. That trying anything new especially when it comes to your sexual intimacy, can have this level of awkwardness or uncertainty or vulnerability or even feeling like you're exposed. Especially when you're trying these games and you're trying to think, okay, action, body part, what am I supposed to do? Okay, we've now got our eyes open and we don't usually, we're not usually sexually intimate with our eyes open, but my spouse is watching me and how's this going to go? And you can be like, like you can actually get all up in your head. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to tell you, that you've done a lot of things in your life that likely have been awkward or uncomfortable the first few times that you did them. If you think about riding a bike, or if you have kids that have recently learned how to ride a bike, or you've seen a kid learn how to ride a bike, it is all kinds of uncomfortable and awkward, right? It's starting a new job. Those first few days when you walk into a new position and you're like, I don't even know where the bathroom is. I'm going to have to ask somebody because I need to go. I, I don't know what my job responsibility, like it's awkward. It's uncomfortable. Bring, like I remember bringing our firstborn home and we put it, you know, he was in his little car seat. We bring him in, we set him down next to the couch and we both look at each other like, I have no idea what we're supposed to do now. Super scary. He's now 20. Clearly we all survived most days. But what, what I want to really impress upon you is that when it comes to your sexual intimacy, you can do things that are awkward and uncomfortable and actually have them become fun mm-hmm. in your marriage. It, it, but it's about being committed to the process. It's not just like, hey, we tried that once and it, that didn't, it, it, no. And you put up all of these walls and you're like, I'm never, or we don't. It's getting to this place of saying, hey, like so many of the people that have done it said, it's, it's adventurous, it's fun. 
we have laughter wrapped around this. Like what if that was part of your sexual intimacy? What would it look like? What do you find fun? Mm -hmm. And some of you actually just need to ask yourself that question. Because I will tell you as a coach, there are a lot of people that I'm like, what do you find fun or what do you like when it comes to your sexual intimacy? And it, I might as well be speaking a foreign language. Because mm. people are like, I don't, I, um, they don't know. Games are a way to find out what you find fun. And, I was, and, like. I was, and as you were saying that though too, I was like, pair that with a sexy pillow or a sexy wedge you, you know what I mean? That so, episode we did earlier this year. Yep. And I can put a link to that one as well. But I was just even thinking about that. Like, oh, that's a fun way mm -hmm. to pair those two together. Because even for us, we'll, we'll play in our bed. And once it warms up here again, we can get out Space from heaters epic. Under, I'm just underneath the, the, the covers. But I was even thinking myself, like, we could play this on our floor. But if we had like our wedges around or something like that, just to allow us to be propped up a little bit and in, in mm -hmm. things of that na nature and using those as well within the game, I thought I was like, oh, that would be a lot. That'd be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And just it, different and different positions. Right. And exactly. It just puts, puts, us, puts us each in a different position, like mm -hmm. you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, some of this is starting with the conversations around what kind of games would you be interested in playing? Right, like let's just start there. I mean, they have some games that are super simple, like we've said a couple of times in this episode already, like dice. Literally, you know, any of the dice games are going to be um, typically one position. One dice has a position, uh, body part on it, and one dice will have an action on it. Well, and then they have some that have multiple, multiple dice, dice and, but and like the, the sim most simplistic on. dice is action and body part. Yep. Right, exactly. and so you roll it, and it might, you know, it may say like the action is kiss, the other. The other is a body part, and so it may say ear. You, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that's exactly what the dice has You're rolling on it, dice. You're going to get all kinds of combinations. But that's what it's doing. Now, how you go about giving that kiss on your spouse's ear also is a big thing. Like, what does this look like? Greatest. Right? Like, like, is it just a peck? Mm -hmm. Is it something like you're... you're on their ear for a little bit longer. <laughs> I can't do that to Elisa because she gets all freaked out and she just sort of... It's not a freak out. It's a, it's a sensory thing. It's a sensory thing. It's a thing. total sensory thing. And it's, yeah, it's an auditory and like, yeah. So again, you learn... Okay, laugh you, at you, us. You, you, lear, you learn those things. Like I know Elisa, like if that shows up on that dice, I know Elisa is already going to start squirming a little bit. I, I just, I Awkward know it. uncomfortable. Yeah, I just know it. And so being in that moment... Understand. I already know where she is at, and so I'm not going to get all weirded out on her and like, oh my gosh, I'm going to like, I'm going to just give her a nice little kiss on her on her ear, and we're going to move forward. Yeah. Some of this too, you know, the conversations aren't just about the kinds of games that you'd want to play. The conversations also go to when you might try the games. Mm. Right? Is it going to be something that you're going to do when you're on vacation, when the kids are out of the house? You know, when it's just the two. Like, what does that look like? You know, when you can be like, okay, there's not going to be a teenager walking in for hours. We've got plenty mm -hmm. of time to figure this out. Or we're in a hotel for a night away from our kids. Or or we're doing a couple's vacation. Like, talk about it. Here's why. Because if you've talked about it, then the expectations can be clear. And it's not just going to be like, oh, I think I'm walking into my room. And there's a whole game board set up. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on here? Yeah. It could be more of that initiating. I, I find this around our sexual intimacy, you know. That that's your your initiating your romance your sexual intercourse, 
using the game as the initiating can be a fun thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to initiate what we're doing together. It could be leaving a fun little note saying, Hey, we got, I got tic-tac to the bedroom ready for you and me tonight or something of that nature. So it's a fun initiating as well as foreplay. You know what I mean? And so you, you can use that in that situation that then leads to your sexual intercourse. And it's also important to have a conversation after the fact. Like not in the moment right after the fact, but like a day or two later. And the reason I say not after the moment is exactly what I told coaching clients the other day. Unless it's like a high five and saying that was awesome, that immediate feedback on, hey, I didn't really like this or that didn't go, that can just mess with your head immediately after sex. So mm-hmm. that's that's all I'm talking about here. But to get into that place where... Well, I, I, I got to say though, we've played games before where we've done it and after we're like, that was, that was okay. I'm talking, yeah, like... You can have the, you got to know your spouse. Let me, let me just put that. You got to okay. know your spouse because for some couples, that's totally fine. For other couples, it can get really kind of wonky in terms of how they relate to one another. So, okay. so yeah, you got to, you've got to be able, that's why I'm not saying don't talk about it, but you've got to know where your spouse is and how they're going to take feedback mm-hmm. because you and I, I mean, we'll talk about positions like in the middle, even as we're like, and I know this is about games, not positions, but you and I have a well, different those, feedback well, the loop. Games will, the games will put different positions in and we're already talking about it. We're ta- yeah. and, and I understand that you and I don't, like not everybody communicates the same way that we do. And so what I want to establish is that it is important to debrief. Absolutely, yes. You just have to figure out what the, t- the best timing is for the two of you. I wouldn't let more than a day or two go by because mm-hmm. memories fade. I mean, if I talk to Tony about something that happened two days ago, he's like, what happened? That's part of the reason why we do feedback in a much shorter time frame, but have a conversation. Yeah. Right. Hey, we played tic tac to the bedroom. We did the sexy dice. We played, there's a, like a connect four game where you like it's literally like playing connect four, but it's got different actions and whoever wins. Um, would you like, yeah, tell me, tell me what worked for you in that game. Whatever, whatever the time frame. I, I think that the big thing is whatever the time frame is for the two of you, mm-hmm. make sure you, you have that feedback loop. Was it good? Did you enjoy it? Did you not? Why not? Do we want to play it again? Yes or no? Okay. If not, is there another game we want to pick up and try? Do we, I think that's the bigger thing that I have learned over the years with Elisa is was it fun? And sometimes we'll, we'll play a game a second time, even if we weren't really on it the first, like sometimes you play it and you're trying to understand it mm-hmm. and you can have a, a quick reaction to it where it's like, Hey, let's give it another shot and make a decision then it, because sometimes we can come out of them. And we're like, eh. and yet, because we're trying to learn the game, we're trying exactly. to understand what's going on. And we're also, you know, mixing that intertwining that with our sexual intimacy so it can feel a little bit more awkward where the second time around we play it we're like oh that was so much easier because we understood the instructions we Mm -hmm. understood the game we understood the outcome of it so we could just play it and not be like well what are the what do the rules say or what do the directions say for this or you know what i mean and so give it another shot but definitely have that feedback loop for both of you right good or bad indifferent, whatever it may be, that still allows the two of you to move forward, mm-hmm. to strengthen your emotional intimacy in those moments to go, man, that was really great. Like, yeah, it was cool. Like, let's make sure we pull it out again. Yeah. And, and the reality is, is we almost always have to play a game twice because mm-hmm. when you're like, I remember the first time we played tic-tac to the bedroom mm-hmm. and we got to a place where we're like, we're tied. 
Yeah, what do we do now? What do we do now? And, and, and so you're in this weird, like, oh, where's the instruction page? And we, and, you know, throw in the instruction page. And, and that's just the nature of like learning how to play a game the first time mm-hmm. and then coupling it with your sexual intimacy. It just gets really interesting. But I also wanted to share some of the games that you all have shared mm-hmm. that you play. Some of them we've already mentioned, like Love Battleship, which is like Battleship, but instead of sinking a ship, you're taking off clothes. Yep. Sink those clothes. Sink those clothes. Um, strip Poker. Uh, the di- all the different dice games. Um, but in addition to strip poker, a few other games that came up were strip tic-tac-toe. Uh-huh. And my personal favorite was strip Mario Kart. Okay. Because I was like, okay, like we're just, uh, sure. Um, sex Jenga or sex stack. We described that game and Tony found a- another variation that he mm-hmm. put into the Amazon shop. Um, and then another game called Monogamy, mm-hmm. which has cards and different layer, or not layers, <laughs> levels and things like that. And so, you know, th- these are games that, folks in the one family are playing. Mm-hmm. There are other games out there. This is a very big market. Mm-hmm. You can find a lot of different things out there. What I want to encourage you, what we want to encourage you is maybe this week you're going to have a conversation around it. Maybe the two of you have never even had this initial like, huh, sex games. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Right? That may be where you're starting. Some of you may have been like, yeah, we've tried some games in the past, but it hasn't really been our cup of tea. Okay. Where are you today? Because where you were 10 years ago versus where you are today might be really different. Your bodies are definitely different. I will promise you that. Your life experiences have been different. How can we use this as a tool in our sexual intimacy? Ask the question. Ask the question and make it happen for the two of you. Yeah, I love it. I love that 85% of you haven't played some sort of sexy game. So... This week, as Elisa said, check them out. Check out the different ones. Pick one. Go after it. Go, hey, we're going to try this one. Pick it out and then determine when you're going to play the game. That's that's the first step. That's That's the action step this week. And then you know what? Share with us. Share what share with us in a hug what it was like to play a sexy game. Because we'd love to share your win with the one family. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. Love you guys.